to the Blood Brothers podcast with Ben Steiger and Eric Metz. In today's episode, we're going to talk about reading the Bible and the benefits of it, why we should do it, why we should reread it, and just really understand the importance and the impact that the Bible can have in our lives. So I'm excited today to talk about this topic, very passionate. You know, Ben and I obviously have talked about the Bible before in our previous episodes, but super excited to dive in wrestle with this topic and really encourage everyone, including ourselves, and just stir up in our own hearts to continue to read and study the Word. So, Ben, welcome to the show. Before we kick things off, though, I want you to just provide a little bit of a background of just a ministry update, what you're up to, how things have been going, and then we'll dive into the topic for today. Yeah, man. Good morning, Eric. Glad to uh, to join you. I am at the cabin in Colorado, and uh, although it's seven o'clock there in Ohio, it's five o'clock here in Colorado. And uh, man, I am excited to be awake and uh, get to spend some time with you this morning, uh, talking about a subject that is just near and dear to my heart. Uh, but man, I love teaching uh, from the Bible. Now, now teaching is not. Uh, one of my huge strengths, uh, but nonetheless, everything that I speak on comes from uh, the Word of God in regards to uh, my ministry. And uh, last week, I had the privilege of having uh, a few fathers and sons out for a Crest of Summit event here in Colorado. And uh, we, we had some adventure. We did some work, uh, much bonding as fathers and sons and digging into the Word of God and what it means to be a Christian man, what it means to be a Christian son, a Christian father, and how we can connect and complement each other as we go through life. You know, a lot of fathers and sons miss the greatest opportunity they have because they get so focused on building their own kingdom that they forget that a father forgets that his son is part of his kingdom, and a son forgets that his father is part of his kingdom, and they go their separate ways, and that's not how God God intended uh, things, and it was just a privilege and an honor to have uh, those guys here, and uh, this week we have some ministry partners and dear friends in town, and uh, gosh, you know, I can look out uh, the the window now, and at 517, uh, the sun is already starting to light up uh, the the ridgeline on the mountains uh, outside, and it is just gorgeous and reminds me of God's great love for us. But uh, yep, Eric, we need to get you and Margie out here soon. And our listeners, uh, maybe one day you guys will have an opportunity to join us as well. Yeah, that'd be great. So looking forward to that. When you talk about the the sun coming up over the ridgeline, that just gets me excited about getting out in nature again and just experiencing his creation. So well, Ben, today we want to talk about and dive into the Bible, and, and I would argue you do have a good teaching uh, heart and spirit, and you, you, are, you are an effective teacher and have taught me things about the Word, so I appreciate that, and I don't want you to diminish what all that you've done and how you've taught the Word to other people. Uh, in light of that, why in the world should we be reading the Bible? Just from a take a step back, why should people yeah. read the Bible? Yeah, well... You know, the Bible's filled with fascinating and riveting stories. Uh, you know, it's full of moving poetry, words of comfort, you know, that, that give us wisdom and guide us, you know, as well as it sets the standard for ethics and morality. It describes the history 
you know, of God's people over centuries. You know, that alone in itself is a reason to read the Bible. Some people might read it as entertainment. Some people might read it for history. Uh, although I find both uh, at times through that, the main reason I read the Word of God is because, man, it is the very Word of God to me. Uh, to, to show me how to live, to show me how to respond, to show me where to put my hope, to set my eyes. Uh, you know, Scripture tells us in Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and will of the heart. Why read the Bible? Daggone, we live in the most complicated, uh, confusing times ever. What? Who's right? Who's wrong? What's right? What's wrong? Who do we follow? Where do we go today? Where do we go tomorrow? Uh, the Word of God helps us discern right from wrong when it seems so gray at times. It, it helps us discern who to follow, who to vote for, who to do this, who to do that with. And... Uh, Man, I am so thankful for the roadmap that the Bible serves uh, for me and for you and for all those who are sons and daughters of the King. Yeah, I love the the word roadmap. That's like perfect for just the overarching kind of concept of of the Bible and, and the direction and purpose. And purpose is a big thing I'm passionate about, and, and that's what really is highlighted when I read the Bible is purpose and intention. And, and there's a reason we're here. There's a reason we're on this planet. The thing I would add to that, that really hit me when I was prepping for this podcast was it really keeps us from pain. And I'm not saying like mm. all pain because we live in a life in a world that we're going to experience pain and suffering. That's just inevitable. I'm saying it minimizes it. It, it gives you some, it helps you to avoid some emotional, physical pain and suffering in your life because the heart behind the Bible is for God to give us his ways and his will to truly follow, to avoid the pain and suffering that can come from living a life opposed to his ways. So like yeah. his fatherly love is so evident as I'm starting to read the Bible and learning it more that the point is his love is for us to not experience that pain and not experience that emotional struggle and, and physical pain and, and this, this life can bring if we just live it according to our fleshly instincts and desires, we can experience a ton of pain and suffering and heartache and relationship struggles. And man, the word of God just has helped me see if I just trust and follow how he's outlined this world and this life, I'll, I'll be free from a lot of pain. And, and it reminded me of Psalm 119.11 where it says, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And really sin is pain and death and suffering. And so to me that was, when I say why read the Bible, I would encourage our listeners just to consider how much pain and suffering could be happening if you're not following his word or how much you've experienced if you haven't followed his word. But man, there's a lot of, of joy and peace and love and 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 just all the good stuff that you can experience in a relationship with him and following him so 
the Bible yeah. is such a key element in that. Yeah. And uh, just to piggyback on that, you know, uh, certainly you would agree that, you know, life in Christ is not uh, pain free. And Correct. you made it pretty clear uh, that you're talking about uh, pain that can be avoided based off yeah. of decisions living outside of God's will, because Correct. ultimately God yeah. uses uh, pain. He uses adversity to accomplish some of his greatest work, you know? And so now uh, we are not communicating that uh, reading the Bible is a magic pill. That's going to take away yes. yeah. uh, struggle and adversity. Uh, yeah. Nope. Uh, you take that away and, and you will miss out on so much of what God has for us. But living a life uh, deeply rooted and connected to the word of God, honoring God's commands and his ways and using the word to decipher how to live your life will avoid much unneeded struggle. That's a, yeah. I appreciate you clarifying that. That's, that's good. I'm glad you clarified that because I, that's more of what I was trying to communicate, but yeah. yeah. And, you, and you did. I just wanted to reiterate. So, okay. We just talked a little bit about why we should read the Bible. What all should we get from it and how do we read the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what one should get uh, from it. You know, the word of God nourishes our soul. Um, it's something that God uses supernaturally to encourage us, to comfort us, to guide us. You know, life is, is hairy. It's gnarly. It is hard. And there's something about the word of God. It's just like uh, a father speaking to his son or daughter, a loving father, investing in uh, his child, guiding him in a way that's going to lead him to the best life or her to the best life uh, that is possible for them. And so the word of God serves to nourish our souls, to, to feed it, to water it. Uh, the word of God sanctifies our souls, sanctifies us to prepare to meet our heavenly father, to be a testimony and a light to those around us. I can go on and on about uh, what we should get, you know, from the word, but, you know, for me, Oh man, I want to walk with the father. I want to be the best me, the best husband, the best father, son, friend, coworker. And gosh, I know I am so jacked up and I need more Jesus. And I find more Jesus every time I dive into the word of God. But Eric, what, what do you think one should get from reading the word? Yeah. And it kind of is a similar question to what we talked about a little bit with the why, but I think there's a little bit more here that I want to share as well about for me, it gives me wisdom. It gives yeah. me renewing of my mind. So Romans 12 comes to mind. It's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God renews our mind and we don't come into this world knowing and understanding God's principles. We need to, we need to learn them. We need to understand what to do and, and renewing our mind to me is just that, foundational benefit of the word to where now I know how to relate to my wife better. Now I know how to really coach and lead and love on my kids. And now I know how to interact with coworkers and, and what is the, what is the guiding principles that, that I should be doing in this life. And I also get comfort and peace from the word 
I get reassurance. I get understanding of God's salvation and love and grace for me. I also get my identity from the word to where it's, I know who I am now. I know why I'm here and I'm alive more now than I was before. You know, things like that where it just truly unlocks a fulfilling life. And you know, we've talked about peace, fulfillment, and freedom. Those are the benefits and things that we get from diving into the word, wrestling with it, understanding. And it also gives me a brotherhood and a friendship and a community of believers because now I understand how I'm supposed to operate within the community at church or at, you know, in my groups or in blood brothers or in the ministry, etc. So I get a family from it as well. You know, some yeah. of us, you know, are lone, live a lonely life because we haven't experienced that community that, that a Christian community can offer. So those are the things that I get from reading the Bible. That is good, man. It's good. I want to add a couple more things. You know, I said I could go on and on. And, you know, as you're going, uh, just thinking, you know, of more ways, you know, that the Bible is a value to me and to all those who listen. But on, we live in a war, a straight up spiritual war with an enemy that is out to kill, steal and destroy everything that is good. Hebrews 4.12, you know, for the word of God is alive and moving sharper than a double-edged sword. It is our weapon to fight the enemy, to deconstruct his lies, to bring truth and to bring light. You know, Psalm tells us that, uh, you know, the word of God is a light unto our path. And so living in a dark world, man, we have got to have a light to guide us and to show us. And the word of God is that light, but it also gives us faith and gives us hope. It restores you know, elements of our soul. Romans ten seventeen said, faith comes of hearing the word of God. And so, uh, man, when I go to the word, God builds my faith. He builds my hope. He builds my trust and ultimately rejuvenates my relationship with him day in and day out. I love my time in scripture. Yeah, that's good. So we've mentioned it a little bit in other podcasts, but could you dive in a little bit more, Ben, about how do you read the Bible? Like what do you do specifically and any tips or tricks for folks to get started and maybe get some momentum in reading the Bible? Yeah, yeah. So from a young age, you know, I understood my relationship with Christ. And as I went on, I understood more and more. Uh, and I read my Bible some before I was 18 years old, but man, at 18 years old, I just, I recognized that, that my purpose on planet earth was to share the love of God. And just like if you were an accountant, you would study the way that funding works and you would study the correct ways to handle one's finances and to depict it. Or if you were a carpenter, you would hone your skills to be the best carpenter you can be. Well, as a Christian, our identity can be a carpenter. It can be an accountant. It can be an auto technician or a landscaper can be, you know, a a computer developer, whatever it is. But as a Christian, our number one identity is a son and daughter of the King. And since that's the case, we need to reflect our father the best that we can. And so for me, I realized that I need to know the word. I need to be in the word. 
And the only way to do that is to read it and to read it regularly. And so from 18 years on, I pretty much have read God's word every day. And that thirst and that hunger for righteousness that, that comes from Christ, but comes from knowing him more and more, comes from the word. And that has just fueled a fire that keeps me coming back for more and more. And so there's all kinds of ways, you know, that you can read the Bible, that you can study the Bible. You can do different studies with different books and commentaries. Uh, you can get just straight up word and let the Holy Spirit speak. You can read the Bible in a year. You can read it in two years. You can read scripture here and there. But what I do is, unless I have something specific that I am studying, I keep a bookmark in the Old Testament, a bookmark in the New Testament, and then a bookmark in Proverbs. And I will just keep those bookmarks moving. So I'll read a chapter of the Old Testament or two, a chapter of the New Testament or two, and then a proverb every day. There's just something about Proverbs that that man, I just latch on to. I want the wisdom of God to permeate my life. And I have just found so much strength through reading that every day and then reading stories, you know, of God's letter and promise to the people of Israel and studying the history and how, man, the message of Christ came into this world and then go into the New Testament and studying the message of Christ. And so I've read through the Bible multiple times just by keeping those bookmarks moving. And it might take years, but man, I've been able to do something that I didn't think was possible when, man, I was younger. So that's how I do it. But how about you, Eric? How, how do you read and study? Yeah, I get the verse of the day from Version Bible app. It's an alarm or an alert every six o'clock yeah. every morning. Not that I'm up necessarily at six o'clock, but every time it hits my phone at 6 a.m. and it's my first thing I read uh, in the day, it, I choose not to do any email or any message checking until I, I read the verse of the day. Just meditate on it, things like that while I'm getting ready, think about it. I do spend time, devoted time reading. Typically, it's like just a chapter. I can't read fast. I'm not a fast reader. I don't get what I'm reading when I read fast. I don't understand it, so... The whole Bible in a year is like not even an option for me because I, right. I'll i just be reading words. But I listen to this podcast called Bema, and they're like going through the Bible. And so I'll read the Bible and then listen to what they're talking about and just the Jewish context and the context of who the author is of the Bible and what they're meaning. And, and so that's made me thirst for the word even more. Because I'm reading the Bible and they're adding the context and the clarity. I also have a study Bible that gives footnotes and context as well. Also references. So if there's a reference to another passage, I'll look those up. But really, I don't have like a set plan, like a method like you have lined out. But man, I'm in the Word. I'm listening to people talk about it. I'm reading it for myself. I'm looking at the the footnotes and and there's also for those out there that I've done this before too is there's like you version bible app plans where there's like they'll give you a couple verses or a passage to read and then you have somebody commenting on it so think of it as a devotional and there's also tons of devotional books out there where you can you can read a passage and then have you know somebody talk about the the topic uh, I do encourage our listeners 
like there's there's a place for topical studies like let's study love or let's study you know grace or a word or a topic yeah but there's really nothing nothing to replace the and i can't emphasize it enough to really just read the bible as it's written the whole chapter or the whole book because of the context and you don't want to take things out of context when you're reading the bible the bible can also be used as a weapon for evil and unfortunately our culture has done that if you don't read it right and you take passages out of context and you like throw it at people and and jab people with them so we don't want you to read the bible that way but we do want you to read the context understand what it's truly saying and meaning um, so highly encourage you to read like whole chapters and whole passages and whole books uh, to make sure you're you're rightly dividing the word so yeah yeah no that's good where where when why you know who's written to so much of that is taken out of context at times and is weaponized for accomplishing what a lot of times the motives are good, but the delivery is horrible. And a lot of times the word of God crushes people instead of encouraging and yeah. lifting up, yep. you know, early on in my faith, man, I, I probably no, I know that I would weaponize scripture, not at all intentionally or purposely. My heart and my motives were good. It was for others to experience the life of Christ, but Man, instead of using things for, for, for love, I would use things in a way that beat down people instead of lifting them up. As I have grown in my faith and my understanding of Scripture and of Christ's love, for me, that is not at all how to use Scripture. It's not a weapon in a way that should be used in any other way but to yeah. uh, disarm and defeat our enemy. Now, I'm not saying that scripture doesn't have truth, sometimes harsh truth that does get delivered and is very uncomfortable at times. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the reality is, is that some people are going down a path of death and they don't want to hear it. And so if they do hear it, it's, it's kind of harsh. And so I'm not saying that the word of God is not hard to hear sometimes. It's something that we need to wrestle with, but recognizing that it's ultimate truth, that if we believe that God is who he says he is, then we have to believe that his word is what he says it is. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that if we believe that the word is what he says it is, then we are what the word says we are. And if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is king, and we are saved, we are redeemed, we are liberated, and we have a new identity in Christ. And you talked about reading. You like to read because it helps remind you of your identity, that you're chosen, that you are free, that you are redeemed, that you are forgiven, you are loved, yeah. that you're a warrior, that you're a son, that you're a conqueror, yeah. you know, and yep. so it renews our mind. You know, we talked about that when we were talking about you know, the, the mind, but scripture is so good. And the more and more I read it, the more and more I want it. And the deal is, is that I read it over and over again and God speaks something new to me. You know, one of the questions is why should somebody reread the Bible? 
they already mm-hmm. read it. But Eric, why do you think somebody should yeah. read it over and over again? I've experienced, just from my experience, a new level of understanding. You know, when you first read something, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, and then when you reread it again, you're like, wow, there's more there than I thought. And then the more I've studied the Bible, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know hardly anything. And as I've read it more, I'm like, new insight pops off the page. New levels of God's love for me has started to pop off the page recently. The Old Testament, which I used to think was this like really different part of the Bible, is now such a unified story with the New Testament and is picturing God's love way more than I originally thought when I'm reading about all these battles and wars in the history. And it just illuminates things to a level and an insight that it just keeps unfolding. It's like an onion. It keeps getting, you peel back one layer, you get more, you get more, you get more. And you just start peeling back the word of God. And there's just so much there. And it just new levels of freedom, new levels of insight, new levels of understanding. And it's helped me mature. And, you know, like we talked about before, you know, as our faith grows and as our relationship with God grows, you know, we handle the word of God correctly and and in a better way than we maybe originally did same thing with just insight and teaching and god's love and it's just so much deeper and so i just encourage people to continue to read it continue to to pull back the onion and discover more of god there are hidden treasures in the bible for us to understand and unlock that uh as i'm listening to this bama podcast i keep talking about it but we need as we understand and grow in like eastern culture like and what the authors of the bible were really trying to do and how it's connected back to you know the torah and the the five books of the, the first five books of the bible and how things are connected to each other and how it's just pointing to and just how it's interconnected i guess is another way of saying it but the bible is so deep and rich we cannot exhaust all that we can get out of it in this yeah. lifetime. So yeah. what about you, Ben? What what do you think about That's good. Yeah. Well, I don't have much more to, to add to that. At the end of the day, our carnal man, the flesh, uh, every day wants to wake up and do its thing. And it has to be reminded that it is a slave to my mind and my new heart that Christ has given me. And so by spending time in the word, first thing in the morning for me, uh, man, it helps set the tone for my day, helps set the focus of my day. Now, does that mean that I am going to be perfect or that I'm going to even be sinless? No, it doesn't. I'm still going to have struggles. I'm still going to have choices, but daggone, man, I can be a jerk at times. I can't imagine the kind of person I would be without the word of God regularly penetrating Mm -hmm. my heart and praise God for grace and mercy from the father and for my wife, from my kids, from, from others. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in the things of this world and to forget our purpose. I got to have the word to remind me of my purpose, to focus me, to hone me and to sharpen me. I can't do it without it, man can't encourage our listeners enough to get in the word 
start small, start with that daily verse and allow that hunger to grow, allow God to grow that hunger for his word, his truth and his righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great perspective that you just shared about, yes, he's our father, but he's also our judge and we are going to have to stand before him one day. And I would want to get to know the judge before I get judged. What is he judging for? How harsh is his judgment going to be? Like, you know, those questions that I feel like all the Bible completely answers and it's very repetitive in the Bible about those answers to those questions and, and his grace and love and mercy is all there for us. But if you don't read the Bible, you don't know that, you know, and and that's where we also need to share that truth with others, but also encourage them to read it for themselves. So I just love that perspective of putting it, putting the value where it needs to be. And so thanks for sharing Ben today and thanks for your heart and, and just what all you do. And thank you for your ministry. Blood Brothers has helped me grow in my faith and the community of brothers and just all you do. So I appreciate your ministry, how you teach us about your word, just your passion and excitement for uh, the word of God, the relationship with God, and just the the freedom, fulfillment, and purpose that we need. And uh, you're an advocate and a a proclaimer of that. And I appreciate all you do for us. And and thank you for this podcast as well. And just collaborating with me on this and glory uh, to God, brother. Yeah. All glory to him. Yeah. He's, he's so good. So well, that wraps us up today. Thank you, Ben, for your time again. Uh, if you want to connect with us, check out the show notes. Other than that, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.